You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Amanda Bones and I'm Ashley and this is how to talk to your friend about wrestling no episode number (laughs) there will come a point when we don't even say no episode number I'm sure yeah we're just gonna have a long pause you can just put whatever number you'd like (laughs) yeah I'm like what do you say after the intro every single every single episode will be episode 69 (laughs) that I mean, I wouldn't be mad about that because I'm a 13-year-old boy. <laughs> um, so today we're going to do a book report on a documentary. It's called The Resurrection of Jake the Snake. It came out in 2015. But first, we have to talk about the monstrosity that was the NXT pay-per-view on Sunday. You didn't have fun? I am mad I ordered taquitos and quesadillas for this fucking pay-per-view. <laughs> oh, I thought it was fun. It was, uh, I don't know. It felt so lackluster. Like they had been building to this pay-per-view for so long. And then I don't, like it just just felt so like meh in some places. And I feel like they extended matches that truly did not need to be extended. Yeah, I mean, granted, I this is the first time I've watched an NXT pay-per-view in like a really long time and really NXT at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying to slowly kind of catch up and kind of get some storylines like figured out. But um, I thought it was fun. I mean, it took place on Valentine's Day, even though it was called Vengeance Day, which is so yeah. stupid. I'm for it. <laughs> Scott and I originally had valentine's day plans we were going to do that target scavenger hunt thing and then it was like yeah there's like a super cool pay-per-view on so let's go ride our bikes and then come home and watch the pay-per-view so that's exactly what we did yeah i kind of had the same thing i (laughs) I told cody i was like we had no plans whatsoever i think both of us were so checked out since um last week sucked and then he worked constantly last week so by the time the weekend rolled around, I was like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to be around anybody. Nah. So um, I was like, hey, how about we watch this pay-per-view and I'll order Chinese food. <laughs> Perfect. And it was great. Um, I'm trying to go back and think. Uh, the only, I mean, I'll save my my comments for what happened in the last match for later but try to remember what was before that first match was the women's dusty road cup with raquel gonzalez and her little flashlight that i can't remember the name of oh wow dakota kai wow flashlight amanda i so i cannot jesus (laughs) that was very degrading i sort of apologize i okay just to clarify i don't actually hate anybody I do not like their characters. Just okay. so we're clear. 
but yeah, so Raquel Gonzalez, and then it was Ember Moon and Shotzi, mm-hmm. which Shotzi seemed to be struggling. Like a lot of her setups were very obvious, um, among well, other things. I mean, yeah, I I don't want to I don't want to talk a bunch of shit, but like at the same time, <laughs> it uh, was rough. It was rough. It was a little rough. There, uh, there was a few things that I'm like, oh shit, okay, we're probably going to be on Botchamania, but that's <laughs> fine. Um, it just, it was a rough first match, and that's okay. We all have them. I am sad. It was Raquel Gonzalez and whatever her name is that one. Mm. But like I don't know, I really wanted Ember Moon to get it, but you know, shit happens the way it happens. So yeah, and just to fill me in, has Shotzi and Ember Moon been a thing for a little bit, or was it just for this? It feels like it was just for this because I can't recall that. Like I feel like maybe every once in a while they'll come in and help each other out, but overall, it wasn't like a super strong tag team. Okay, because that's what I was just confused about. Because I I thought. I don't know what I thought, but it just, um, they're cute. I love Ember Moon. Um, I want to really love Shotzi, but I think, I mean, she's personality wise, she's everything I could ever want. Totally. Um, but I feel that, or what I've noticed with NXT right now is I feel like almost most of them have the same gimmick as far as the, the ladies are concerned. Yeah, it's essentially like all alternative girls. <laughs> yeah, and even like you're, I know you hate Candice LeRae, but I feel like Candice LeRae always had the gimmick of like being kind of like the cheerleader of everybody. Like, let's do it. We got this. We're great. While also kind of being a shithead a little bit, but I feel like they've even kind of morphed her into that. And I'm just like, that's not, it doesn't feel like Candice to me. She's, she's fucking tough and she's badass. I don't think she needs to be this as well, but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All I have to say about the first one, the 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 men's was oh my god, so the much men's was so insane. much. Oh my gosh! But again, I feel like they just trailed that match out a little bit longer than what was necessary. The female one or the male one? No, the male one. Like it was amazing yeah. seeing those two teams go at it. Like both teams, I love the grizzled young veterans. I think they're rad as hell. But what is it, MSK? Yeah, MSK. MSK. Oh my freaking god, those dudes are fire, and they do some rad moves. But it just felt like, okay, boys, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, I didn't really. I guess I kind of felt that way just because um, I'm the exact opposite of you. I, I'm not super big on grizzled young veterans. I think they're silly. <laughs> they are silly. And I fucking, I love that the bald ones, always the one talking, the one with the hair never, never speaks on the mic. And I think it's fucking hilarious. I think I, I don't understand the whole, like soon to be recognized. Like the whole thing is so fucking silly, but I think that that's why I love it. Yeah, I I thought that they were going to sound like Trevor Lee, a.k.a. Cameron Grimes. Like, I literally thought they were going to be, like, little country boys. I had no clue. Straight out, like... Oh, yeah. Brits. Yes. Fantastic. I love it. Really quick, because you brought up 
brought up Cameron Grimes, did you fucking see that weird music video promo thing? And did you just die a little inside for having watching it? Um, I have really, really horrible secondhand embarrassment issues. Like I can't take things like that. So I, Cody knows when something is embarrassing to me too, because I'll straight up get up and walk away (laughs) and like go somewhere else just to get away from it. Um, I couldn't watch it. Oh my God. Well, let me tell you, I sat there for the entire thing. Two things. One, Cameron Grimes is a ridiculous person. Two, I am so embarrassed and mad that there is a small amount of sexual attraction I have to that man. See, that's what I was waiting for with you. I thought that that would finally come around. I'm fucking mad about it. And Scott makes fun of me. He's like, of course you're into that dude. He looks homeless and that's kind of your thing. It's so, type. Yeah. Oh, you're homeless or you have bleach blonde hair. What's up? <laughs> yeah. So sorry to get back to the, um, the men's dusty tag team. Um, I'm, I'm a newer MSK fan. I'm, I'm sad. They were called the rascals when they were in impact. Um, but I'm also like a newer into impact because who watches impact? Um, that's me. And I shouldn't say that. (laughs) I would Uh, watch impact if I knew where to watch it. It's on Twitch. You can watch their Twitch. Like, like, right. Or I guess it's tonight. Yeah. It should be on soon. Anyway. Um, yeah, they just are on Twitch and they'll just like put out their show. Other than that, I think they're on access or something. I don't know. I don't have cable okay so that doesn't matter was told to get cable specifically so that scott could watch wrestling well there you go um so yeah i i i love msk now i've been watching their old matches and they just like i was so happy to see that they won twitter fucking blew up if they lost i thought like twitter was gonna fucking riot wrestling twitter was gonna burn the place down which wrestling twitter is super messy anyway but like everyone wanted msk to win and they did and that's great and i cannot wait to see them um i deep down have a weird love for oni lorkin um he's one of the tag champs i don't know who the other guy or like i i'm not familiar with the other guy but i just know (laughs) oni lorkin is that like, the, long, the long hair or the fro? That's no, no, no. The tag, no, not not MSK. Oh, sorry. Okay. The the people who they're up against now since they won. Oh, okay. I just can't wait for that match because that's gonna kick off. It's gonna be great. Well, that'll be rad to watch. And then what else? Oh, and then um, Johnny Gargano and Kushida. Yeah. I'm thoroughly upset by what went down. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly upset. Although, side note, really quickly, thank you, Dexter Loomis, for taking out Gargano's fucking boy so that he didn't interfere with anything. Yeah. Um, He's like, we're not doing this. Come here. We're not doing this. But Kushida should have won. Like, I agree. Also, another match that I felt went on for way too fucking long. It did. Um, yeah, it did. But it was good. It was good for sure. And they went hard the entire time. Kushida still should have won. Sorry. I'm I'm gonna have to say that like ten times and hopefully it will like come into being. Yeah, I mean I, I know a lot of people were thinking this was like 
this is a contender for match of the year just because they're they're very evenly matched and they they were just very in sync together mm-hmm. i didn't think it felt long but that's just me i don't maybe <laughs> maybe because i was thoroughly disappointed by the women's dusty roads that like i was just over the entire pay-per-view at that point so i was like let's just fucking be done here like why yeah. is happening i need i need a new quesadilla and i'll be refreshed oh my god i was so upset so yeah gargano fucking continues so we get to continue to hear all that crap he's gonna talk and then um after that was it um freaking hell so it was um it was the it was gargano and kushida and then it was the men's tag team and then it was the triple threat for the women's championship um oh that's right that was a fucking weird match that felt weird it's so crazy um Um, tony storm not i mean breaking the table with her telekinesis was like amazing (laughs) i was laughing so hard and then the announcers covered it up so well they're like oh well so and so ran through this pretty hard i saw it move it was very wobbly i texted i were i mean no news to anybody i have a group chat with amanda and her husband <laughs> yeah. that's that's where we are now in this relationship um and i just was like lol that table <laughs> and scott was like oh my god yes but <laughs> it was just very silly i feel like this was the best i have seen out of tony storm i've only seen her wrestle a handful of times but i feel like she really did bring it this time around mm-hmm. uh I've never seen, and I'm sorry, I forgot her name. This is the first time I ever saw her. The one that has the belt. Oh, Io Shirai? Yeah. So I've never seen, I didn't even know she existed. This is my first time seeing her. Yeah. Um, she, she climbed up the light tower to jump down on them. Like she's insane. She, um, um the, I think the last, the last, uh, pay-per-view she jumped she put herself in a trash can and like jumped yes. into the crowd or into the group of girls. They were showing like clips of that. So this just might be her thing. She's just crazy. But I remember Mercedes Martinez from the first May Young Classic, which was like three, four years ago. I think three years ago. I know she's been wrestling for a really long time. I didn't know who she was either. But like, I don't know. I feel like the three-way match is always going to be kind of weird because... Like, if two people are fighting, one of you has to kind of stay out of the way for a second. Unless, I don't know. I don't know how you make it a three-fight wrestle work, but yeah, it was entertaining. Yeah, and I feel like this really, um, like you were saying, it's kind of hard to have three people together because I felt like this was just pushing that EO-Tony feud yeah versus like actually incorporating mercedes martinez i th- I think that was more of a vehicle just to like keep the match going yeah but it was just weird i um i'm so sad that like women's matches kind of suck right now it wasn't super long i don't know i kind of felt like it was perfect there was some crazy shit that happened it wasn't super long 
Yeah. Uh, the outcome was nothing that I was super worried or concerned about. So it was, for me, it was like, yay, there was no disappointment here. Yeah. It was just a, a match. It was, yeah, exactly. It was just a match for me. I'm sure there are a lot of you that have a lot of strong feelings about it, but I was just kind of like, cool. All right. Yeah. And then the main event main event dog i can't even remember who he was oh that's right he was fighting the freaking oompa loompa pete dunn he's very orange he's very orange he's actually he looked a little yellow he's jaundice he's very jaundice but that i was telling um i was telling my boyfriend that uh because we separately know these two from like different times yeah um Finn Balor I mean we watched an NXT watched him go up to the main roster and now he's back at NXT and then I remember Pete Dunne being like thick not oh, this really not this skinny jacked boy oh he was thick like that's why his little singlet doesn't it looks like it doesn't fit well anymore because mm-hmm. like, he didn't have a gut but he was just like a thick man Thick boys are where it's at. Let me tell yeah. you. But then <laughs> I feel like he took he took quarantine to like get ripped. Oh okay. And now I'm like, oh shit. Okay. I mean, I I've, I've liked him, but has he always been orange? He's always been a little tan. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like um, I I don't want to get shit from England is my one of my favorite thing places in the entire world, but they go hard in the self tanner sure do and that's I think because there's no sun there right so <laughs> well this one okay so i don't really i don't know if i care for finn valor at all like it's pretty whatevs but uh i do not like pete dunn he annoys the shit out of me but let me tell you when that boy is not in his little onesie wrestling he has a very nice style like mm-hmm. yes with the high water pants and the shoes with no socks yes for it can't stand you and your man bun but i like wow <laughs> so the two dudes that come out with him one of them is oni lurkin and that's who i love got it i like i know who those dudes are but not really because i haven't yeah. paid close enough attention to them oh yeah. my gosh so that that also felt like a match that kind of went on forever mm-hmm. i think i would le- i think i actually legit stopped paying attention and oh, wow zoned out i feel really bad and then so like finn valor wins cool he keeps his belt and then the friggin what's it's come out undisputed era wait let me do it let me do it oh jesus christ no (laughs) they're horrible they're horrible i cannot stand them every time they come out i'm immediately annoyed so they came out this time and I'm like, uh, what are the two glass jaws doing talking to each other? Like, and you could tell like Finn Valor was like, uh, are you going to fuck with me, Kyle O'Reilly? Like, what are you doing? And he's like, no, man, you're cool. You're so great. Like, you're such a strong wrestler. And like, but they killed each other at one point. They, they were brutal to one another. It was insane seeing them, but I don't know, maybe like through the brutality, there's a level of respect. Mm. But then, so the fucking minute they came out i was like something's going down no this isn't okay why are they here they don't like him he don't like them something's fucking happening yeah and then everybody was fine 
we all stand up and woo yeah happy valor and then a fucking high kick from the ponytail guy yeah he super kicked him in the face so hard so hard and it's like okay listen everybody (laughs) finn just got that jaw fixed can everyone stop attacking it because that's too much yeah what i have to show you um so my friend sent me this to show you um okay i'm just gonna text it to you right now so you can react so we'll have like an honest react from me in this moment this is a throwback to a previous match we covered oh sweet this is gonna be amazing all right i just received it it's opening now let's see it (laughs) no so that's that's the that's the custody of roderick strong ladder match between uh, adam cole and kyle o'reilly i am freaking dying this is hilarious Oh my god. I don't like Roderick Strong. I haven't ever liked Roderick Strong. I know everyone loves and adores him. I just really? don't like him. But anyway, that's my personal issues. Um <laughs> all my friends that I I have like my little group that I talk to while pay-per-views are on. And um everyone was freaking out that basically Undisputed Era is over. The era is <laughs> the era is over. And I think it's better that they are now coming to an end. Yes. I don't like, they were annoying. So I'm fine with the breakup. Where's Bobby Fish though? I don't know who, where he is. I have no do, idea. do we know? Is he hurt? Is he in England? He's probably in England. I don't know where he is. Is he British? <laughs> He's probably not British. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, that was like okay so i was pretty it was all pretty lackluster for me but that ending was like oh shit what's going to happen now like so that'll be exciting i'm sure we're going to have like a finn valor kyle o'reilly tag team of some sort when i actually think that they're cute oh no yeah he's from new york i am so sorry bobby fish you are not british i always thought he was <laughs> he just gives off that vibe um yeah, I I don't know. I really want Adam Cole to go back or to go to uh where whatever night Kevin Kevin Owens is on because they used to be like real cute together in PWG. I think Kevin Owens is on SmackDown. Yeah, because that's where Roman Reigns is. Mm. I just now connect those two in my head. Gotcha. Well, yeah, so I want that to happen. I think it'd be cute. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be weird. Now that I'm kind of getting caught up with NXT, it's going to be interesting. I love that we did not talk about that match whatsoever. We just talked about Undisputed Era. <laughs> because, like, the match was pretty whatever, in my mind, anyways. Like It, it was-, was a sick technical match. I'm just going to say that. Like, I'm sure it was. I'm but- sure I don't think Amanda's favorite thing is technical matches so no 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 no. I like technical matches I like I don't know what it is about Finn Balor and Pete Dunne like they I just have no interest there and I feel mm. like the storyline's pretty meh I thought you were gonna at least pick up on Finn Balor's um real bad tattoos no I like I I feel so ashamed to say this but there are just some people that do not register for me <laughs> Mm-hmm. like these dudes happen to be one of them and finn is that wow i wouldn't have i wouldn't have known 
Okay. Well, hold on really quick. Sorry. Bad tattoo talk. He does have a fucking back of the hand tattoo and like nothing else. He's got his hand done, which is like, I feel like kind of newer. Like he didn't start getting tattooed until he got married. Interesting. Which like, I think that's what it was. Or maybe he had a couple, but like not very many. And now his, his whole like forearm has stuff on it interesting i i zoomed in on this like weird little dinosaur guy he's got and i was like oh (laughs) cute little dinosaur (laughs) i didn't zoom in on any of the tattoos i just noticed the back of the hand one and i was just like you know what if everybody else is gonna get neck tattoos and back of the hand tattoos i'm fucking going for it (laughs) listen all bets are off no rules anymore stop gatekeeping tattoos amanda (laughs) seriously well and part of me is like i think i've covered enough of my body at this point to warrant a neck or hand tattoo yeah but if i came to you and i was like hey amanda i'm gonna tattoo my hand you would give you would be so mad at me i don't even know if i would respond to you telling me that like i you think would, I need a week <laughs> you would just be like i know you're kidding also you're not gonna get it done because you you talk about tattoos constantly and i still only have to <laughs> I think you've only ever been tattooed if I was there. No, there's one that exists on my body that you cannot see anymore. Oh. That I got without you. Damn. All right. Well, two two out of three ain't bad. No, that's true. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it just straight up disappeared. (laughs) That's not always a bad thing. I got my lip tattooed with the expectation that it was going to fall out and I still have that stupid son of a bitch tattoo well I think that one's just out of spite that one's hanging on I'm so pissed that should go away I thought for sure it was gonna disappear in like two years nope I wonder if I should get like a scrub of some sort and see if that helps just like rub the inside maybe you should just start dipping and then that'll make oh yeah I have the fiberglass just like cut it out I'm in all right give me your dip recommendations peeps let's fucking i'll throw a lipper in while we talk <laughs> gross oh. oh god dipping doesn't even sound great <laughs> i learned today listening to renee peckett's uh podcast that john moxley dips and she wishes that he wouldn't i'm not even surprised that mox dips oh yeah no, i know i can see I that i feel like it just the whole persona it just works with it really well so yeah, that was fun. There was also, I think the, was the Impact one this weekend too? I didn't watch it. So I didn't watch it because oh. I don't know Impact. So I guess that's another one I have to start paying attention to. Yeah. All I know <laughs> is I'm wearing my Jake something shirt today. <laughs> Jake something is finally Jake something on Impact. So good job, Jake. We love you. Way to go, Jake something. Oh man. All right. Time to talk about the documentary because that's Let's- what this reports about let's snuggle into this depression that's about to happen fuck man this document i cried so many times while i was eating popcorn and sitting here watching it um fuck it was rough yeah it it i mean while you thought all those matches were very long i thought i thought this was really long it was kind of long it's good (laughs) sad ass happy ending documentary (laughs) and now that um i forgot fuck it was 2015 that's a long ass time ago i remember wanting to see this when it came out and not being able to find it like anywhere except you could buy it and i 
didn't want to buy it. Yeah, I understand. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I. This is a rough one. This is super okay. So I didn't hate Diamond Dallas Page, but I didn't necessarily like him mm -hmm. um, until this documentary and the one with um fucking david arquette oh like, yeah he's a solid good dude he that, just like, wants to help people i was just gonna say like he just cares about his homies and he wants to help them and i fucking love that about him i think too when you work in a company where you've watched a lot of your friends die way before they should have that you kind of want to keep the friends that you still can and save the people that you can. But um, as we know from this documentary, it's a little rough. It's a little hard. Totally. Oh my God, yeah. Um, so I know about Jake the Snake because of Dark Side of the Ring. Mm -hmm. um, prior to that, I actually did not know who he was. This motherfucker had a live-ass snake with him at like every match. Yeah, I know that the... They talked about <laughs> when his fucking snake bit a uh, macho man and oh like God. latched on and wouldn't let go. Would not let go of him. It was fucking crazy. Well, and then it was fun seeing like other wrestlers that they had interviewed and they were like, yeah, dude, like I was trying to stay the fuck away from the snake. Yeah. <laughs> like that was super fun. Um, and like, I don't know. Um, fuck and then Razor Ramon's in it too and he's like diamond I feel like this was just like a I feel like this was more documentary about Diamond Dallas Page <laughs> and like with how solid of a, solid of a dude he is yeah like, it, it was I mean long form it was a giant DDP yoga ad yeah, yes which I didn't I didn't hate I mean it seems like that has helped so many people and really changed people for the better. But like, yeah, that's, it, it felt like that a little bit. It did. I mean, there was like DDP yoga everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But what else? Like you do you boo boo. You're helping people. That's all that matters. Um, I can't wait also just to jump ahead a little bit. I, <laughs> I cannot wait for you to watch beyond the mat because he's also in that and to see the difference because they do talk to his daughter oh in beyond the mat and she writes him this really sad letter about like how he's not there and like how she wants him in her life and then you can tell like from the jump of this uh he still kind of wasn't there yeah i mean he's got fucking eight kids which i thought was fucking crazy when he said it <laughs> yeah like jesus wow god that's so many kids yeah I mean, and then like his kids being interviewed was super rough to watch and just like like oh we learned who our dad was through watching him on tv and i was just like fuck that is the saddest thing ever yeah it was so sad oh my god and like hearing him talk about his childhood and his fucking evil stepmom yeah yeah that was rough um yeah it, he wanted was like his dad to be proud of him and like he just kept bringing that up like my dad never said he was proud of me and like he was like he would tell other people but he would never tell me and I was just like fuck man that's so rough I get it 
I don't, I have a hard time with stuff like that just because it's like, how can you be mean to a little kid and how can you like hurt a little kid? Like that, I don't know. It really bothers me. Stuff like that like really, really gets to me and I don't like it. No, don't fuck with kids in any way, shape or form. Like they don't know anything. Yeah, they're innocent. They're little, tiny little babies and hug them as tight as you can, but don't be fucking disgusting. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> well, we already fucking said that this is going to be like a downer of a documentary, but there, like there was just a lot that he was going through and like continuing even at 50 something years old, just wanting his dad to be proud of him. Even, even though his dad was gone at this point, like just wanting that so badly. Oh, and then his sons tell him that they're proud of him. And that just like choked him up so good. Yeah. But he really had to prove himself before they could say that. That okay. man got away with so much bullshit in that fucking DDP house. I was just like, sir, you're at the airport drinking oh <laughs> with no shoes on. I was, <laughs> okay. So, like, there were moments where I was laughing. Like, DDP drives to the Atlanta airport to pick him up. He has no fucking shoes on and he is swearing up and down that he's not loaded. And yeah. I was like, homie, you have no shoes. Like, any argument you come at me with is fucking invalid because you don't have any shoes on in a public place. You have no shoes on. No shoes. At and the then, airport. At the airport of all places. Disgusting. And then my favorite part is he's like, no, I only had two beers. Oh, but then we went here and I had another two. So that's four. And then like five hours later, well, I only had three beers. And I was like, yeah, buddy, you're an addict. That's what yeah. <laughs> and I think deep down that's what we have to remember is like uh these people are addicts because when Scott Hall comes later I was reminded uh, of that story that Rachel told us on when she was on our podcast of him being completely loaded and not knowing where he was yeah and I, it's hard to see Scott Hall that way too because you're like fuck that's Razor Ramon like he's supposed to be like an oily beefcake He's still such an oily beefcake, even in an old age. Oh my god! Yeah, he even showed up like wrecked as fuck. Jake the Snake and Razor Ramon both showed up just like wrecked as fuck. The damage they did to their bodies, not even while wrestling, like the after. damage they did after was so brutal to see. And then like, I don't know. There was I don't know who the dude was, but he was interviewed and he was like, you just have to remember like this isn't the person that you love. This is their addiction. So yeah. when you're talking to them and everything, just try to remember like the person that you love is still there. This is their addiction talking, not your person. And I think that's a that's a valid thing for anybody who's dealing with addiction is uh you you love the person, not the addiction. But those two things go hand in hand also and it causes a lot of pain like it's I, just rough. I feel like Diamond Dallas Page handled it so well though like when Jake the Snake would relapse and everything like Diamond Dallas Page was not taking any shit like he was giving it right back and he was fucking brutal sometimes but I think that you need to hear that you're hurting people and that you're upsetting people when you're in your addiction. Like, I think it's important for the addict to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And 
this fucking movie got me this oh my god this fucking documentary got me so hard because okay i haven't disclosed this yet but i am currently in recovery i've got like six years and some change um and like my main go-to was alcohol i didn't do hard drugs or anything i just like fucked myself up on alcohol and i didn't fuck with anybody else i didn't ruin anybody's life i just got like super wrapped up in it and started to fuck my life up well you Uh, almost threw me in a bush once but that's (laughs) just kidding i'm not kidding but i'm i'm kidding she threw me in a bush because she loves me so much that was basically it (laughs) totally that's what it was Mm -hmm. Uh, and then like so like seeing him relapse and then seeing jake the snake say stuff like you know, one is never enough, but one is too many. I was like, fuck man. <laughs> like yeah. if I thought there was a shadow of a doubt that I could be cool now, like, no, cause I like drinking. It's super fun. And it makes me open up and be fun around people, which I feel like it takes me a little bit longer to warm up when I'm not drinking around people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just like, fuck man, I feel you. I know how hard this is. It's not fucking easy. And like, because being an alcoholic is this weird stigmatic thing, like being a a drug addict is fine, but being an alcoholic is this weird thing because people are like, why can't you just be cool about it? Well, I think I totally agree that I think some people who are alcoholics, a lot of people are a bit more judgmental even than people who do hard drugs because it's like oh you can you know something led you to that well something fucking leads you to alcohol too but it's more acceptable that people drink and drinking gets out of hand and so once it goes too far you don't realize it mm-hmm. because it's legal which yeah. you know whatever but people have their opinions on everything but um i I don't know. It, it was rough to see. You could see the addiction just manifesting constantly. You could see the pain that he was in. And that was, you know, when you drink, you do bloat and you maybe don't eat the best you could because nothing mm-hmm. tastes better than fried shit when you're drunk. We all know I that. Just, <laughs> I was just going to say nothing tastes better than Del Taco chili fries. <laughs> literally to this day i i've been trying to drink less um but my hangover cure is del taco um i know that's a california thing and a lot of people don't have that or have not been able to experience it but um delicious if you're hungover you you eat like four or five or seven fucking del taco tacos and you're good you're you're wide awake again um, back up but that's not the best for you and i think they said he was like he was already needing surgeries when yeah he, he needed like a social a shoulder surgery and then i know he later had something wrong with his knee oh okay there was something some cancer in his muscles and his knee or below his knee um, but that was in like 2014. So that was after all this, but yeah, I, when they were having him, there's a couple of very key like scenes in this documentary. And one is when they go to his house, which like 
the guy who made the documentary was like, you expect going to Jake the Snake's house to be like, oh shit. Like he probably has like a nice house and like, you know, yeah. had this money from being this big superstar all these years and you go and it's like kind of a trailer. Yeah. And it's gross. And you're like, oh, okay, so this shit's falling apart, but it's like, well, mentally that's where he's at too. Yeah. Like, I think it just kind of, I don't know. It just showed his mental state. And we also know that WWE kind of fucks over their superstars, their <laughs> older ones anyway. So you probably didn't make very much money. Probably not. And like, I, like, I don't know. Um, Diamond Dallas page brought it up. Like he said, like most people don't know this, but the WWE is not going to fuck with you if you're going to embarrass them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that is such a profound statement. Yeah, like, that's why a lot of people aren't in the Hall of Fame. That's so sad. And that's why Jake the Snake wasn't. I mean, he didn't get yeah, inducted it, into the Hall of Fame until, what was it, 2014? Yeah, something like that. Something fucking crazy. Oh, but he looks so happy when he gets inducted. And then Jake the not Jake the Snake, sorry, Razor Ramon's inducted too. I know, it was really sweet. And Diamond Dallas Page does his speech. Yeah, if you want to cry, just skip to that part. Because it's like, Seriously. oh shit. Oh my gosh. Also, um, I love that these like six foot, 250 pound dudes are just like crying and hugging each other. It is the sweetest thing. It's so fucking sweet. And then like Jake the Snake's like kissing everybody on the forehead. Oh my fucking God. I am so for like male friendships being expressed physically. I think it's so sweet. But then the opposite side of that did you see how like how delicate he was when he got that bad haircut or like that haircut and then like Razor or Scott Hall was making fun of him a little bit and he was like hair. <laughs> he got really hurt and like these men are so big but so fragile so sensitive I love it though I think it's so sweet like yeah. I would love more sensitive dudes yeah yeah you guys really do they do love all like they love each other as much as like they can be shitheads and act like children and you know be little babies about everything I think the biggest thing was um I think that when Rowdy Roddy Piper died it affected a lot of wrestlers because it was like oh shit like this could happen Mm -hmm. and so I think that yeah, I think you just watch your friends die and you don't want to do that anymore. Well, and I like I like that there was a level of brotherhood and like this guy brought me up and I fucking owe it to him to be there for him. And I'm glad that I'm glad that the wrestling world has Diamond Dallas Page and he's not going to abandon you. Yeah, wait. <laughs> he's such a sweet man. <laughs> He is such a sweet man. It was killing me. And like, just like, hey, come live in this house with me. Like, are you fucking kidding? Like, come on. I fucking love, oh my God. And then, okay, so they talk about how Jake the Snake has no money. So it makes sense that like a month into his recovery, he has to go to Vegas to sign fucking autographs because yes. he has no fucking money. And yeah. they're telling us this, and I was like, oh my fucking God, don't go to Vegas. You only have 30 days clean. Don't go to fucking Vegas. I know, yeah. And that and that's what goes through your head too, because you're like, oh shit, like 
That's Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, like the place to get fucked up. Yeah. Oh, man. Brutal. But he came, he stayed sober the whole time and he came back and took a test and he fucking crushed it. Yeah, he did great. So that was awesome. Um, and when they showed him that like because he did crowdfund for his surgery oh yeah i think it was it's super important to know too like i think a lot of people think that gofundmes or crowd like crowdsourcing for certain things is like asking for a handout but it's like Mm -hmm. dude these people are your fans like let us take care of you yeah you've given us all of this you've given us years of entertainment and and yeah, why the fuck not? Why would we not try to help you in the ways that we could? Well, I think it was super awesome for him to see like just how much the fans do love him and are proud of him and want him to do great even now. Mm-hmm. I thought that was super important. And like, he just got so emotional in so many moments and then it got me emotional and oh my God, it was just a big cry fest over here. It really was. Um I did kind of like when he would get mad at the other guys in the house or like the director <laughs> guy. He'd get real yeah. pissed at him. He would get really mad at him. It was funny. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm I'm glad to know that uh I mean he's in AEW now. Oh he is? Yeah, he's with uh what's his face? Oh god. Murder Hawk, Murder Bird. Murder Bird. <laughs> Pants Archer. Oh, I I haven't seen them yet. I guess comes out with Lance Archer every time. Who's Lance Archer? I don't. Big tall guy, red hair, big boy. I think I've only ever seen Lance Archer one time. I swear, I promise, I'm not lying. He can't. He well, he wrestled uh, Eddie Kingston the other day. I didn't see it. I think (laughs) Amanda. I fell asleep early. Gosh. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, he's been he's been with AEW since last last year. No, year before. But not wrestling, right? Like as a manager or something. Yeah, he just comes out with um with Murderbird. I'm just gonna keep calling him Murderbird. Um, the guy with the red hair that has like that one dreadlock. Yeah, the braid. Okay. All right. So I know that guy. But one, I've only seen him one time and I've never seen Jake the Snake because I wasn't paying attention. Okay, well, he comes out with that man. Okay, well, I'm going to need him to have a match soon so I can double check these facts. I think think there is one coming up. I'm not sure. Um, Oh, I think at Revolution. So first week of March. Anyway, um, yeah. But like, he's still old and he's not he's actually not that old I shouldn't say that but like he still looks like he hurts like his body still hurts but I don't know I have to imagine on some level your body is just going to hurt forever oh because you put it through hell and back especially like older wrestlers (laughs) yeah I feel like you're just going to hurt (laughs) yeah he's only 65 oh so I mean, yeah, dude, they were brutal to their bodies. And then being an addict, like, certainly doesn't help any of that. And so it makes sense that they just hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Laddie's, like, still a part of wrestling in some form. That's fucking rad. And, like, it seems like he's doing better for himself. Like, as time continues to go on, he's just doing better and better. Yeah. I think um, 
he has had a couple health scares, but I think that's just normal stuff that, you know, happens basically. But shit, yeah. It's it's really sad. It's really good. Um I want you to watch Beyond the Mat. I've talked about Beyond the Mat like several times now because it's just so fucking good. Like <laughs> I can watch Beyond the Mat all the time. It's like, send me the link. It's so good and so like oh my god, it's so much drama. Oh god. I love the drama. I love it. <laughs> it's so good. I love it, but it also makes me super sad. Just like I don't know. It's yeah, the whole fuck, dude. Behind the mat, behind the ring, dark side of the ring, all of them, all of them. The like seeing into the behind the scenes, like fucks you up a little bit. Yeah, and beyond the mat will make you love McFoley like twenty times more than you already do. Oh yeah, I'm sure. He's so good in it. (laughs) McFoley, sorry, this is like not about beyond the mat, but McFoley and Diamond Dallas Page are dudes that you marry. I don't know if Diamond Dallas Page. I'd marry that dude in a heartbeat because he won't abandon you. He'll be by your side. Three wives later. Just kidding. (laughs) Hey, that's a whole other topic. (laughs) Hey, relationships are hard, okay? True. Friendships are always nice. (laughs) Relationships are hard. (laughs) Yeah, just don't get married, people, everybody. Just don't get married. (laughs) That's another thing I learned from Renee, even though her don't and John Moxley married. are married. John Moxley's like, just don't get married. I'm like, okay. Good to know. John Moxley says, don't get married. That's fucking hilarious considering they're married. But I, I shouldn't talk. Every once in a while, somebody will be like, oh, I'm getting married after nine months of knowing the person. I'm like, you're fucking crazy. And then I have to think about how Scott and I got married four months after knowing each other. So I was going to say, Amanda. Yeah, we're the dumbest. But six years later, still going strong, still kicking still kicking so yeah that was the fucking jake the snake documentary yeah and every like just go watch it it's on what was it on now amazon i have no idea you sent me a youtube link i did send you a youtube link because i'm a shitty person who likes free stuff that's not shitty (laughs) um some good looking out (laughs) yeah so it is on youtube so you can watch it on there um if you also like free things, go to YouTube. Like, if you like free things, go to YouTube. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Then, we have a new sticker. Oh, yeah. So we do have a new sticker. It's super cute. Amanda keeps making the cutest shit ever. I take <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, it's up on our shop. You can buy it now. Add to your how to talk to your friend about wrestling sticker collection. We've got three now. And this one is not in the shape of a circle. So if you like variations, we're here for you. <laughs> I just realized both of our stickers were in the shape of a circle. Well, it makes sense. It does make sense. I don't know. Uh, I'll try to come up with a square sticker soon. Well, our pin is square. So just buy the pin because it's square. We we here at How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling like weird shit. We like square pins and round circles. (laughs) That's our fucking motto now. And... And chair-shaped stickers. And chair-shaped stickers. Um, yeah. So that's, I think, everything. Yeah, sorry we talked a lot about the pay-per-view, but it was just kind of what was I feel like it was over. 
I think that's just going to happen from now on as I start to watch more wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just going to come up in all the episodes. Um, Elimination Chamber is coming up. I think that's next week, which holy shit, WWE, can we not have a fucking pay-per-view every weekend, but go off sis. I don't know. <laughs> I'll be watching that one because Cesaro, it's Cesaro's fucking time, everybody. Mark my <laughs> words. I was wrong with the Billy K shit, but guess what? Not wrong about Cesaro. It's his time. Um, I will be watching. I don't know if I'm hell bent on anybody. You just say Cesaro. No, I'm not though. <laughs> his chonies are ugly. I'm not saying it. Listen, it's his fucking time. Everyone needs to go watch his little speech that he did <laughs> on Talking Smack because if you say he's not good on the microphone, I'm literally coming to your house and fighting you. But there's been a development. The Miz pulled himself out of the Elimination Chamber, and now there's a match to see who ends up in the Elimination Chamber. Good. The Miz doesn't need to be there. I agree, and he he agrees also because he's like, I have money in the bank. I don't need this. Well, yeah, like it's stupid for him to be in the Elimination Chamber if he has a fucking suitcase. It's either gonna be his homie Paul Morrison, John. John Morrison, sorry. I don't know where Paul came from. Whatever. You know, guys, I'm still learning. Give me a break. Um, John Morrison or what's his name from New Day? Woods. Xavier Woods. Yeah. Nice. So the Miz has to fight Xavier Woods. And then if the Miz wins, Morrison goes to Elimination Chamber. If Woods wins, he goes to Elimination Chamber. Oh, sick. Um, John Morrison's wife just got signed to WWE too. That's fucking rad. Um, she was an impact. Her name's Ty Valkyrie. Oh, I'll have to look her up. Uh, You're I... going to hate her. Sorry. <laughs> that sucks. But, well, maybe I'll like her. I don't know. I fucking love Morrison. He cracks me the fuck up. I cannot stand The Miz, but Morrison is doing all of it for me. Like, he is so fucking ridiculous. I love that dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's amazing. <laughs> All right, let's let's call it a night. Let's call it. Okay, you can find us on Instagram at How to Talk Wrestling Pod. Yes. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at HTTW Pod. Or there's the good old email, which is Hell to Pay Management at gmail.com. Hell to is in the word to pay MGMT at gmail.com. And that's it for this week. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye. This has been a Count Out Podcast.